Hello, and tonight is the night that I live stream. <clears throat> I'm not live to YouTube tonight because, well, I think I'm still on a suspension. I figured out what happened to me last week, and I got suspended for posting COVID misinformation. And so if you are there and you're in the chat, let me know where I'm broadcasting. Or let me know if you're there listening. So... Today is an all-Alberta episode. What does that mean? It means there's been a lot going on in Western Canada that we need to deal with. So, obviously, if you're paying attention, you know that Jason Kenny brought in some new restrictions. You know that he brought in some new threats. And he had a press conference yesterday. But did you know that he had another video after his press conference from his office as he does often and uh it was pretty threatening and again of course it's done in the softest and nicest way possible but we're just gonna jump into that right away oh what happened to my video awesome so there he is looking clammy and disheveled stressed out even we might say um yeah let's just get into listening to this guy talk i know you know what honestly i know jason kenny is literally at the point now where mm, we treat him he basically is like listening to Justin Trudeau talk at this point. No one wants to do it. We're all sick of him. Um, and everything he says is a lie. So it's getting kind of hard to listen. But bear with me. Because he issued some threats towards us. And I mean, you know, he might not call it a threat. But I mean, I don't know what else you could call this. I guess what I'm doing is saying, is saying it's up to you. It's up to you, the, the people of Alberta. Really? Okay. So, it is not playing, and I know why. Hopefully this doesn't... No, 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 no. Hopefully that didn't disrupt my connection too much. I just switched to my high-speed internet, and we're going to see if this works. <sighs> Having a slight issue <clears throat> with uh, getting this video to play. Oh, there we go. Awesome. Now he's looking... Just fantastic. Let's see what he says. Okay. Not playing. Come on. How many times must I do this? Like, you know, I... I I strive to bring you the most top quality content possible. Refresh. I did. <laughs> I love when people give me advice. Thank you. 
for suggesting I refresh the page. I did do that already. Um, and it's freezing at the exact same point. So that is fantastic. <clears throat> Let's check out our internet connection again. No, I am good. I am connected. So why would it do this to me? We don't know. What we're going to do, though, is I'm going to restart the whole thing. Not the not not the live stream, but I'm going to click this video. And even when I click to reload it, it's freezing at the exact same spot. Unbelievable what's happening here. Let's see. Oh, okay. I have it working on my end, so just bear with me. And I know for people listening to this on audio, it just is going to be just an awesome, awesome thing to listen to, especially if you slow it down to 0.75. That's what you should do. Okay. There he is. Look, it's the devil trying to get me. I mean, I don't know if it's that. I mean, you know, maybe technically, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, okay, so he's up. Now I need to find the video again. Where are you? There he is. Okay, now I think it's going to work. I guess what I'm doing is saying, is saying it's up to you. It's up to you, the, the people of Alberta. I'm going to skip a section. There we go. If they don't step up. So what you guys just missed there is what he said is mainly it's the unvaccinated people's problem. Um, uh, he's putting all the onus on you to, uh, you are the, re well, you are what's standing between Alberta being opened and not being open. Right. So. That is what he, that is the gist of what he, of what he's about to say, but also what he just implied there or what he just said there was, um, mainly it's the vaccinated, unvaccinated that I'm talking to. In large numbers to protect themselves, their loved ones, our healthcare system. <sighs> this is driving me nuts. Okay, I'm going to move on. Basically, this video is from CBC Edmonton, and Jason Kenney uttered threats against us. I mean, you know, he did it in the same way that he always doesn't utter threats, but there, it's a threat nonetheless. Let's try to restart what I'm doing is saying, is saying it's up to you. It's up to you, the, the people of... It's amazing. ...to the 20% who are unvaccinated. If they don't step... Oh, you know what I just noticed? <laughs> Looks like I'm having a rough night. So one thing I realized I need to correct already is I just noticed that this video is actually from September 16th, not from after his press conference. Sorry, I got that wrong. Um, that's a correction I need to issue already. So we're just having a great time today. Today is just not going well for me with this video, man. Anyway... 
This video you can find anywhere. It is him basically attacking you and making sure that you know that the reason Alberta can't open up is because... <sighs> yeah, it's just it's just bad, man. I'm, I'm like losing my train of thought here because this is just so mm. brutal. But anyway, guys, you get the gist of it. He threatened you, he came out of left field, and he attacked you, and he doesn't want you to be able to have your freedoms unless you take his shot. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm a little flustered now. I hate this. So anyway, we're going to go screen share again, and I will show you something else. I don't know if you guys know about this one, but this one's pretty great. This just was released by the Justice Center today. Uh, Dina Hinshaw goes on vacation, we call it. And she's having a great time on her vacation. So let's make it full page so that it looks better. Yeah. Lots of dead airspace today. We love that. Ah, forget it. Tell us what your Bible says there. <laughs> I will. <laughs> That's funny. So, Dr. Dina Hinshaw takes vacation after claiming to be too busy for trial. So, she did not take a vacation, and that's why she can't go to the trial. What she said was that she was just too busy to go defend herself in court. What is happening here? Oh, there it is. My bad. There's the news release. So, in Calgary, Dr. Dina Hinshaw is too busy to testify in defense of her health orders, but not too busy to take a vacation during the days she was scheduled to testify in court. The Justice Center challenged the constitutionality of Dr. Hinshaw's health orders with the litigation commencing in December 2020. The legal case has been delayed repeatedly by the Alberta government in the past 10 months. The Alberta government did not provide the court with evidence to justify its charter violating lockdown measures. Until July of 2021, Dr. Hinshaw was scheduled to be cross-examined at trial <clears throat> on September 27th and 28th. So, what is amazing is that you can cancel, you can literally cancel uh, being cross-examined for a court case because you're too busy. That's... That's what the argument they put out there, and they allowed him to. Or, sorry, they allowed her to. Um, so, it goes on. Shortly before the trial was to commence on September 20th, Council for, uh, for Alberta requested another adjournment. Adjournment. The government's lawyers claimed that Dr. Hinshaw was simply too busy managing the fourth wave to come to court. Lawyers for Alberta claimed on September 16th, 2021, that due to the escalating crisis, Dr. Hinshaw and a second witness, AHS official Deb Gordon, could not testify. 
because both needed to be available around the clock until further notice in order to protect the healthcare system. So I guess they're out there like changing bedpans and uh, vaccinating people and giving people medication. That's why we need them there. Just in case, you know, anything goes down, they need to be on the clock 24-7. What's going to happen? There's going to be a mass outbreak overnight where just 10,000 people test positive at once. And furthermore, if that were the case, what, what is it that you would do? What would require you to be on call for that? Who, who, how could, what would you do to help it? Start drafting up paperwork to put us in camps. I imagine you could start doing it right in the middle of the night. So, the Justice Center has now learned that upon the Alberta government obtaining the adjournment, Dr. Hinshaw booked a three-day vacation. (sighs) She booked a three-day vacation, including the very day she was scheduled to testify in court. So, there you have it. I'm needed around the clock, 24-7. But, also, now that I've got this court case booked off, I'm going to go on vacation. Awesome. Since December of 2020, throughout the court challenge, the government has asked for leniency and has been granted leniency by the court, resulting in delays in production of evidence. The court gave the Alberta government until July 2021 to produce their evidence justifying the charter violating lockdowns and restrictions on Albertans, including the Hinshaw Affidavit. The Justice Center requested dates to cross-examine Dr. Hinshaw on her evidence. However, on September 16th, the first day of yet another declared state of emergency due to COVID, the Alberta government told the court that Dr. Hinshaw was too busy managing the crisis and could not be available for cross-examination. The matter was therefore adjourned with no new court date set. Disgusting. The Crown notified the Justice Center on September 28th that Dr. Hinshaw intends to take three days away from her role as the Chief Medical Officer of Health at the end of this week. The Crown acknowledged that Dr. Hinshaw's decision to take time off may appear to conflict with the representations made to court that resulted in the adjournment of the trial of this action. Wow. So at least the court is going like, yeah, this could look bad. At least that's how I'm taking it. As the Justice Center has pointed out, uh, for well over a year, Dr. Hinshaw has excessive unilateral power under the Public Health Act with virtually no accountability to the democratically elected Alberta Ledge, states Jay Cameron, litigation director for the Justice Center. So this is really crazy stuff. So really bad. Um, justice delayed is justice denied. That's a great saying. I would agree with that, I think. Um, guys, just look at this travesty that's happening. They just keep pushing it back. And I mean, we know that, right? If you're not aware that there's a global agenda to take over and control you yet... I'm not sure what to tell you. The pressure is mounting in all directions. 
There's pressures mounting at our workplaces. There's pressures mounting walking down the street. There's pressures mounting at the grocery store. All this tension is building up again. And you know what? Something really, really sad happened to me. Um, we have always supported Freezing Bros, the grocery store. Always. We love them. They've never hassled anyone about masks. It's a store policy. From what I can tell. My mother went in there the other day to get food. And the restaurant portion is using the REP. The Restriction Exemption Program. Which, after talking about it, I understand why they would do it. But it still it still hurts me, you know? I sound like I need a good night's sleep. Thank you. The baby is not keeping me up. The baby keeps my wife up. I sleep through it like a champ. <laughs> um, the reason I sound like this is because my throat's just a little dry, which it just always is now. And so, yeah, maybe it's the slowness of my speech. But anyway, one thing my, me and my wife talked about that she pointed out to me is like, you got to think about it. You go in there and wh- wh- who's, who's at? Who's at a place like Freezing Bros in the restaurant area? If you guys don't know, if you're from America, from the States, whatever, Freezing Bros is like a small town grocer who's one of their biggest locations is in Stony Plain, Alberta, which is right where I, right by where I live. And uh, they have a large restaurant area in this grocery store. So basically a lot of elderly people go there and hang out and I just, they're all vaccinated because they're all convinced to do it, right? So, I can understand uh, why they did that. And you know what? What are they going to do? Stop all those old people from going there again? That would be awful on those old people. But I still hate it. I still think it's wrong. I still think doing the right thing is shutting it down and just offering takeout. I don't know. It is it is a sad and hard thing. It's a sad and hard choice to make, right? I'm not going to read this whole article, you guys. Go to the jccf.ca if you want to read the whole article. Um, let's see. Maybe I'll try to... Um, did I close the whole thing? No, I didn't. Maybe I'll try refreshing this whole thing again with Jason Kenny. No, it's still doing the same thing already. I just wanted to see if I can maybe get it to work before I move on to something else because I did want to hear this guy talk and say all his heinous evil. Nope. It's dead. It is dead. So there's another thing I could bring up. Basically, one thing... I have so many articles sent to me right now, or so many videos to watch. It's crazy. I I don't even have time to do everything in one episode, so maybe I'll be able to do another episode tomorrow. I am always free on Thursdays now. Catherine says that there are too many people that will not look past the CBC Global CTV. 
They think that the internet lies and will not look for the truth. My whole family, sister, brother, his wife, niece, have all taken the jab because they believe in the science. Now the niece wants to jab the nine and seven-year-old kids. It totally hurts my heart. Yeah, I mean, and then they hate you for trying to warn them. It is a sad thing. You know, we can be praying for these families that are suffering. My family has a really united front on on one side. The other side, not so much. Most of them disagree with us. Um, oh, someone asked me about, about it right now. The answer is no. Um, my mom also goes to the same church as me, and my dad has been coming for the last few months, and uh, none of us want it or think it's appropriate to disclose have to disclose your medical information to go into a building like that um we're all on the same page on my side of the family um oh someone asked me i'll put it up what do you think of the johnson and johnson vaccine senator ted cruz in his podcast called it one of the more traditional vaccines one could take it would technically be more traditional, but it is developed by a company who has a massive, massive lawsuit history. Johnson & Johnson is a really, really, really bad company. Scary, in my opinion. And um, I would not take their shot either. You cannot pay me to take it, and I don't even know how it's recognized in Canada because I believe it's still a one-shot. And so... I don't even know if they'll be allowing people to to do that. Um, to just have one Johnson & Johnson shot. I'm not sure. So I'm not a big fan of the Johnson & Johnson. Also, there was a Project Veritas video that came out just recently. A whistleblower video that you can go watch. And secret recordings of people that work for Johnson & Johnson saying they would never take... They do not want the Johnson & Johnson shot. Yes, so Susan Lynn knows what's up. I uh, remember they made baby powder that kills your privates. So I think the big lawsuit was there is that when the Johnson & Johnson baby powder was finally tested, uh, it had asbestos in it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Don't quote me on that, but you can look it up. It's all public knowledge. Their baby powder was horrendous. Do not use Johnson & Johnson products on your children, uh, I would say, in my opinion. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that you should. I'm scared to death of them. Um, someone's asking me about teaming up with Pat King at the legislature crown land. So, when it comes to operating in public, I... Try to operate as something of a journalist documenting what is happening. And I try to also go out to evangelize others. So would I like to go down there and see what's happening and be another body on the floor, like on the street? Absolutely. Um, you know, he's got a pretty big page. He's got a pretty big following. 10,000 people on Facebook like his page. And so I don't think he really needs my help. I think a lot, there's a lot of crossover there of people paying attention to him in the area. Um, 
So I don't know if I need to team up with him per se. Uh, I don't know that much about him. I do like his idea of having thousands of people try and stay down there every day for 21 days because Jason Kenny threatened us and said um, that we can no longer protest where we need to. And he's using that infrastructure infrastructure law on us. Um, yeah. Oh, she's saying, yes, he does. He needs this crowd. Yeah. No, like I'm not, um, you know, Oh, wow. Oh, Bill is Bill is on it as usual. Johnson & Johnson is not traditional. It is a viral vector. It uses adenovirus to deliver genetic instructions to your body. That sounds really horrifying, too. Neither viral vector nor mRNA are traditional. Both are genetic instruction vaccines. The traditional vaccine coming up is the VLA 2001 coming up next year. It is a whole inactive virus. Also traditional is Novavax, a protein subunit vaccine co, co oh coming out in the next 6 months as well. That's pretty awesome. What do you know about good mushroom coffees? <laughs> Is that what you sell? No, I do not sell mushroom coffees. And I don't actually even sell coffee. So I am sponsored by Resistance Coffee Company. Um, I have a discount code, as you can see at the bottom of the screen. It's my last name. It gets you 10% off your first order. They just sell really awesome roasted coffee. Uh, they have an organic one, they have a decaf one, they have a dark roast, they've got a light roast, they've got two medium roasts, all with hilarious names. And, um, yeah. Yeah, no, Susan is now saying this does, This is not a vaccine. It sure doesn't seem like one. But that's misinformation. So, again, that's just my opinion. I don't know. But... What I will say is I'm not putting any of them in my body because I refuse to submit to their nonsense. And if I did put one in my body, I would not disclose it and I would avoid all the places that have to have a vaccine passport. Honestly, vaccinated people, what you can do to help the unvaxxed that you care about who are going through all this stuff right now is you can not go to those businesses too. I get that we want to go out and stuff, but the only way we the only way we do it is by shutting it down. You went, look, there's small independent businesses that are sick to their stomach right now that they're doing this. Okay? I get it. I get it. Do I think it's wrong? Yes. Should they close? Maybe. Maybe, probably yes, but if a business, at the end of the day, if a business didn't and they're a small business, you got to help them out anyway, right? I think, you know, I had this issue with, with, uh, with Broadway and Grand, um, you know, and he, he was mad at one of my posts, the owner, and, and I ended up reaching out to him and saying, like, look, man, I, I'm, I would have supported you guys anyway because I know what you're going through. 
Um, I hope he got that message. Oh, I think I put it on a Facebook post of his, but yeah, I just, at the end of the day, I mean, you have to support these small businesses for me to turn my back on McDonald's. Who's imposing this on people easy. Although I love McDonald's, but it was pretty easy. Um, Ernie asks, has China developed any vaccine, Devin? Well, they have a vaccine, but I think something like they only have like 10% of their population vaccinated. So look into that if you want. Uh, Again, this is just off the top of my head. But I don't believe, um, I don't believe they're trying to vaccinate people because I think they know what the side effects are going to be. I think they know that you're going to have a really weakened, soft um, population soon. And it's not, it's going to be easier for them to have influence over us when we're all weak. Homemade burgers are way better anyway. That is true, but there's like a special thing with McDonald's, man. There just is. Someone says, Lynn, oh, sorry, Susan, research who Fauci's wife is. You know, that's interesting. I never have done that. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. So we are going to get to our last article from... The Western Standard. Oh, I already opened it. Okay. So, moving on. Now, one could not call this spreading misinformation because it's a... What? Get out of here. One, again, I accidentally activated my Siri on my, on my computer. One could not call this misinformation because he's a doctor from the U of A. A U of A health professor says, and this is his opinion, says the vaccinated are more likely to contract the Delta variant. This is from the Western Standard Online from September 28th, Professor Warren Kinzierski says the data presented show fully vaccinated people aged 60 years and over are being infected, hospitalized, and dying from the Delta variant. A University of Alberta public health professor claims that vaccinated people around the world are leading the fourth wave of COVID-19. By being infected with the Delta variant at a greater rate than the unvaccinated, Warren Kinzierski, an adjunct adjunct professor of environmental health at the University of Alberta School of Public Health, said studies in England, Scotland, and Israel have led him to that conclusion. And he said vaccine passports won't do anything to stop the wave from hitting Alberta, which is further behind than countries in the Delta wave. So, if that's true, get used to lockdown, suppression, and punishment for not wanting to take an experimental bio-agent. The data presented show fully vaccinated people aged 60 years and over are being infected, hospitalized, and dying from the Delta variant. 
mRNA vaccines and the mRNA-produced non-sterilizing antibodies do not appear to be working as originally intended for the Delta variant. Kinzierski wrote in a paper on the Ontario Civil Liberties Association website. As for people aged 60 or older who are of average health or better, or those who have been previously infected, the evidence is weak that they need to be vaccinated for COVID-19 in Alberta. Requiring proof of vaccination for people to enter certain businesses and to and to attend certain events is not supported by science, as vaccinated people can be infected by the Delta variant and transmitted to others. He said, studies in England have shown people who were fully vaccinated had higher numbers than not vaccinated people for 60 years. For 60 years and older, in cases of emergency admissions and deaths recently in England. Kinzierski said, a study on the database of Maccabee Healthcare Services which has about 2.5 million Israelis enrolled, showed similar trends. Um, the study found that people who were vaccinated in January and February of 2021 were in June, July, and the first half of August 2021 at 13-fold greater risk for breakthrough infection with the Delta variant compared to those previously infected, is what this doctor said. In comparing outcomes for more than 32,000 people in the database, the study also found the risk of developing symptomatic COVID was 27 times higher among vaccinated people, and the risk of hospitalization from COVID-19 was 8 times higher among vaccinated people. Are mRNA vaccines working for the Delta variant? The answer... To this is apparently no. All viruses survive by replicating. There are always a lot of imperfect copies produced by the copying process, he said. Um, among mRNA-type viruses, these mutations occur quickly so that there's rapid genetic drift, which continually produces new strains, mutated viruses, variants are normal and expected. The data presented tells us that the Delta variant is indiscriminate of vaccination status. It can infect both vaccinated and unvaccinated people. Obviously, Alberta Health Services declined to comment. Go figure. How could we ever not see that coming? Yep, people used to say that all the time. Someone in the comments again is saying that when I was a kid, you got a virus, you went home, you slept it off, you dealt with it. You're making me yawn too. Is that because I yawned? I am sorry, I am so boring today. Today's kind of a weird, quiet day, you know? I have about 240 pages of research. Well, you should probably send me some of that stuff. Thanks for so much, so many comments today. Go up to 666. Oh, 
build back better right interface well you know so Su susan or suzanne sorry if i'm getting your name wrong i think it's susan she's saying build back better if you put three lowercase b's that looks like 666 now that could be a thing in there but what is more likely like one thing i know about build back better is it is just the slogan of the globalist takeover people so even at the start of uh, Aaron O'Toole's run, he was running for Prime Minister of Canada for the Conservative Party, he had a Build Back Stronger slogan. And so it's funny that they'll use the same slogan but just change it slightly and stuff. Oh, Dan is saying, yes. We Oh, look at all these comments coming in. Obama is having his third term. That is what it's like. But anyway, the Build Back Better 666 thing. Um, I'm not sure if we have to look for 666 hidden in things. Just be careful with that. Look, I am a premillennialist. I believe that Revelation is going to start up and start moving really quick when it does. And I believe that there are things... That make me scratch my head and go, wow, is this happening? Is this about to happen right now? Because it is wild. Cal says, we are cheering for you as you promote liberty. Well, and Cal, I believe you're a street preacher, right? Or you go out and do street evangelism. So being a Christian... I would hope that we're cheering for each other out there. So you can see my numbers dwindling because I'm just a little bit off today. You know, I'm just kind of tired and feeling, feeling off, you know, but it's okay because we have the Bible and the Bible, uh, the Bible is always right. One thing I will ask is, how do we get rid of this agenda? Someone's saying we need to get rid of this agenda. I don't know if we can. I think we just do the right thing. We resist it in the ways that we can. And um, as it gets worse and worse, we just keep enduring because God will preserve us through it. So, Cal says yes, he is a street preacher in the USA. And he's excited that I'm using the Bible. So, please forgive my poor exegesis or my misuse of this section of Psalms. I've been reading through the Psalms again, or just looking for ones that are relevant. And, um, and I found Psalm 55 today. Now, I don't know what in reference he is uh, talking about but it does do a really it does really do an interesting thing at one point where he's praying that his enemies would have no effect on him but then it seems like you find out that the enemy was his friend whom he has fellowshiped with in the past which I thought was interesting but So, I just need to deal with this one thing. Ernie, 
Um, I would not book myself in for any vaccine. Now, I cannot give medical advice, but you should not put any of that garbage in you. One. Two, I don't think you have that option at a drugstore. You've got the three. Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca. I'm pretty sure that's the three you can get right now at a drugstore when you walk in. I do not provide advice on how to book that or set it up because I don't want anyone to get it. So anyway, Psalm 55. It reads, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. Give heed to me and answer me. I am restless in my complaint and am surely distracted. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the pressure of the wicked, for they bring down trouble upon me. And in anger they bear a great, sorry, and in anger they bear a grudge against me. My heart is in anguish within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Behold, I would wander far away, I would lodge in the wilderness. Um, <clears throat> I will say, what is interesting about this psalm is that the author, David, is writing to God and saying, it's another protect me from evil, O Lord, type psalm. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the pressure of the wicked, for they bring down trouble upon me, and in anger they bear a grudge against me. I, I mean, when I read this this morning, I was like, this does remind me of how people are treating us, treating people that don't want this shot, and just how they treat believers, um, and how they treat believers uh, who resist their will. They hold a grudge against them. They encircle them. They plot evil against them, right? And then look, look at how David responds to this about them having a grudge against him. He says, My heart is in anguish within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. So think about that. He wants to flee. He wants to flee this anguish caused by these evildoers who will not leave him alone, right? And he is asking that God would hear his prayer, that he would listen to him and protect him and guide him. And he says, if I had wings, I would flee. Now, I'm not going to get into the wrongness or rightness of fleeing, but I know for me, me and my wife are not fleeing. Definitely not yet. Someone needs to stay here and push back. And encourage those who want to push back. Because what is happening right now is wrong. Now, here's the here's the interesting part that's coming up. Oh, not yet. 
He says this, I would hasten to my place of refuge from the stormy wind and tempest. So he would flee them. They are the stormy wind and tempest, these evildoers. And he would go to his place of refuge. Then it says this, Confuse, O Lord, divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around her upon her walls, and iniquity and mischief are in their midst. Destruction is in her midst. Oppression and deceit do not depart from her streets. So what I want to focus on there is confuse, O Lord, divide their tongues. He's asking to confuse these evildoers who seek to do him harm, right? And we can pray for that. I think we need to be praying for these people to be confused, to be bumbling, to get it wrong, to make mistakes, so that we can exploit that and protect ourselves for longer and protect our children for longer. Because honestly, I don't really care about me. I do care about me, but I care about my children way more and my wife, right? If, if I could somehow... If me being getting the shot somehow ensured that my children and my wife would never have to get it, I, well, I probably would. Right? I think we all have a line on what we need to do. And if someone could ensure me, assure me that that would be the case, then I might cave because it would help them, right? So he goes on. This is interesting. For it is not an enemy who reproaches me, then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me. Then I could hide myself from him. But it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, and my familiar friend. We who had sweet fellowship together, walked in the house of God in the throng. Let death come deceitfully upon them. Let them go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their dwelling in their midst. So, what popped into my head there, I know people that have apostatized, left the faith, and they would absolutely be on the side of this evil now. And they would turn their back against me, they would betray me, they would stab me in the back, and throw me to the wolves now because they hate everything I stand for now because they left the faith and they turned their back on God. And so as a representative of Christ, you will be hated, especially by those who leave the faith. So now like many of these psalms, David says something at the end here. He says, As for me, I shall call upon God, and the Lord will save me, evening and morning and at noon. I will complain and murmur, and he will hear my voice. He will redeem my soul in peace from the battle which is against me. For they are many who strive with me, God will hear and answer them, even the one who sits enthroned from of old. Selah. 
with whom there is no change, and who do not fear God. He has put forth his hands against those who are at peace with him. He has violated his covenant. His speech was smoother than butter, but his heart was war. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken, but you, O God, will bring them down to the pit of destruction. Men of bloodshed and deceit will not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. So, I'm just going to focus on this last part. God will never allow the righteous to be shaken. But you, O oh God, will bring them down to the pit of destruction. What I think is really interesting is that it says, Men of bloodshed and deceit will not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. So, I think what's important there is that we know that some of these people will have long earthly lives but that is not half their days right i think maybe what this is saying is referring to where most of their time will be spent and evil doers and liars revelation says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire and so what does that mean that means at some point all these evildoers will be thrown into the hell that was created for Satan and the demons. And they will suffer there forever. But the righteous will live. It says you will never allow the righteous, you will not allow the righteous to be shaken. And so the one who has the Holy Spirit dwelling in them will stand up and do what is right because that is what is empowering them. Now, once again, how do you receive the Holy Spirit? Is it some event where someone prays over you and then it enters in you and you do something miraculous because of that? No. The Holy Spirit entering you is very much miraculous, but it comes through faith in Christ and Christ alone. And what, what is that faith based on? As always, that faith is based on his death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. Please, friend, if you're just a freedom fighter, if you're just out there and you're just struggling to see what's happening, struggling to see why all this evil is happening in the world and you don't have a reason for it. It seems like meaningless evil. You need to turn to Christ. You need to turn to the God of the Bible who created you. Why? Because he is good and he will bring clarity to the situation. He will explain why there is evil in the world. His word explains all these things. And he is faithful and righteous to, and just good. And he will forgive you. He will not turn his back on you. If you pray to him faithfully and you say, Lord, save me from your sin. I believe that your son died on the cross for my sin. That is all. 
all I can do is give you that good news. See, the part that people don't want to focus on, especially if we're in some sort of freedom movement, because you are on the right side of history on so many things. And so we don't want to deal with this, but what we need to deal with is this, is that the evildoers in the Bible that the Psalms constantly talk about, if you do not have the grace of God on your life, you will become one of those evildoers. And you already are. The Bible says you were born dead in your sins and trespasses. Right? And so you're dead in your sin and you love sin. Sexual immorality. Lying. Stealing. Doing what you want. Maybe the reason that you're so staunchly for fighting for freedom is because it all just comes down to that you want to be able to do what you want. But the Christian is a slave of Christ. And the Christian shouldn't be obsessed with worldly things. And you'll see this bookshelf of, of Bibles that I collect. Now, some might argue, well, the Bible's not an earthly, worldly thing. But it is. Mmm. Um, so, <sighs> I'm just trying to, oh, so, Susan, is commenting a lot. Um, uh, is commenting a lot of stuff. Really interesting stuff. Um, I don't think that I agree with a lot of it. Uh, like, it says the real truth is most people do not sin. So that's not true. Um... Romans 3 says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So that's the Bible talking. Now, you can argue against the Bible uh, if you want, but that's what it says. Romans, it's one of my favorite verses to show people that all have sinned. And then right before that, there's an entire section of Psalms and Old Testament quotes showing that all people have sinned. All people are born dead in their sins. And... What happens um, yeah, there's almost too much to cover, but yes, without Christ, you are dead in your sins and trespasses. That's what the Bible says, right? And so the good news for us is that Jesus can forgive us of our sin. Susan, that's what you need to do. You need to turn from your sin, put your faith in Jesus Christ, that he died for you. That's what you need to do. You are a sinner. We're all sinners. That's the point. That's what the Bible teaches. That's all fell in Adam, right? The many fell in Adam. And so now the many can be saved through Christ. When we turn to him and trust 
about on what he did for us, right? I didn't kill anyone today. <laughs> so, what did you, I mean? There's a lot to unpack here. I'm almost want to go through these comments and uh, and address them as a as its own episode, honestly, because. There's a lot going on here, Susan, and I think you've got some mixed up, I think you've got some mis mixed up theology. So what you need to understand is that Jesus actually made the law more intense. When he would talk about the Ten Commandments, what did he say? He said, the Bible says do not murder, right? Now I'm paraphrasing. The Bible says do not kill. But he says, if you've been angry at your brother, you've already murdered him in your heart. So he says, just being angry at someone is, is, a, is, is, is the equivalent of murder. And so what that, what Jesus is doing there is, is showing you that all people have sinned against God, everybody. And if you don't understand that you go through most of your day, actually thinking about sinful things um then you're just not understanding what the bible says about your human nature and it, it it's it's not to be rude or condescending to you um i'm sure you you said something about i've only killed people with kindness i'm sure you go through life being very kind i'm not saying that we're not capable of kindness i'm saying what the bible says right so So we can see where we sin. What are the commandments? Have you ever lied? And I mean, you can say that you haven't. But I believe that all have lied. Even as children, we've lied, right? So I'm just going to show you what I'm talking about. You've never lied. Okay, we have someone who's never lied. Ever. So, if you've never lied or never sinned, then you would be calling the Bible false. So, what does it say in, in Romans 3? It says, Romans 3.10. Actually, I'll go back to 9. What then? Are we better than they? He's talking about Jews. We, <clears throat> as in him, as a Jew. Not at all, for we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands, there is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have become useless. There is none who does good, there is not even one. Their throat is an open grave, with their tongues they keep deceiving. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths, and the path of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. So the natural man is that. And what else we can also look up? 
is the reference to the psalm that it is quoting. Hold on, just give me a minute. Psalm 53. So right back to where I was. And if you don't believe me that it's talking about all people everywhere, Psalm 53, I believe, makes it even more clear. It says, look it. The fool has said in his heart there is no God. They are corrupt and have committed abominable injustice. And look, it goes on. There is none who does good. God has looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there is anyone who understands, who seeks after God. So, right there. God has looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there is anyone who understands, who seeks after God. Every one of them has turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Okay, so there's a lot going on with this with this person who's commenting on my stuff. <laughs> I really don't have time to deal with it, but I will deal with one more thing here. So it's really actually kind of cool to see these arguments come out in writing. Um, basically saying Psalm 53 is a numbering system used from one style of... Uh, like used from the, what is it? The Greek Septuagint you're saying. And in the Latin Psalm 52, Psalm 52 is, or it's actually the 52nd Psalm. So she's saying to go back and read Psalm 52, which I've been reading a lot. Um, but that has nothing to do with what Psalm 53 says. Psalm 53 in the English Bible I have is the one I'm talking about. Not going back to Psalm 52. And then it says, so you want to read Psalm 52? Let's read Psalm 52. Why do you boast in evil, O mighty man? The loving kindness of God endures all day long. Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor, O worker of deceit. So it's talking about evil people more. Um, Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor, Razor, O worker of deceit, you love evil more than good, falsehood more than speaking what is right. You love all words that devour, O deceitful tongue, but God will break you down forever. And I've been through Psalm 52 before. He will snatch you up and tear you away from your tent and uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear and will laugh at him, saying, Behold, the man who would not make God his refuge, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and was strong in his evil desire. And so, what do we see there? We see the righteous laughing at the evildoers. Now, how is that possible? Well, the only people that are righteous are the ones that God makes righteous. That's what the Bible teaches. God must make you righteous through imputed righteousness you receive through the sacrifice 
from Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, burial and resurrection on the cross. Now it talks, now David talks about himself in Psalm 52 and says, But as for me, I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the loving kindness of God forever and ever. I will give you thanks forever because you have done it, and I will wait on your name, for it is good in the presence of your godly ones. And so I'm assuming that there's some weird reference in there. Yeah, no one is arguing, she says. So, um, it, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm going to log off right away because I'm over an hour now. But, Susan, I loved your earlier comments. Seemed like a nice lady. Um, you're saying no one is arguing. But it really did seem like you were arguing, saying that most people don't sin and that you don't lie or you've never told a lie, which I just find hard to believe because the Bible says that we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And there's only one way back to back to being good, which is through in the imputed righteousness of Christ. When you have the imputed righteousness of Christ, it's like you're covered in these amazing white robes from the prince himself. Jesus Christ, and when you stand before God, God sees your beautiful white robes from Jesus instead of instead of the ones that he's put on you. No, okay, so here's an interesting thing. She says, I, I love this. I wish I could do this all night. You should come back. I might be on tomorrow. You come back, start throwing stuff at me, and we'll just do it like this, okay? <laughs> She says, most people do not get up and decide to spend the day sitting. In my opinion, I don't either. But I think if you went down to your local homeless shelter and you talked to some of those guys, I know about 20 people that have all worked out the same homeless shelter, including my wife. Um, I actually think a lot of them do get up and decide how they're going to spend their day sitting. Uh, is that most people? Maybe not. Um, I think. I don't like before I came to know Christ, I didn't wake up in the morning and go, Hmm, how many sins could I commit today? But you know what I did do? Wake up, immediately sin, probably. Then I'd go outside and stare at passerbys as I'm walking down the street or going to school, see girls, sin in my heart, whatever that was, right? You're in a constant state of sin if you do not have Christ. The only way you can turn away from sin is if you have Christ dwelling inside of you. And not everybody does. You must put your faith in his death, burial, and resurrection to be saved. And and so you're throwing out a whole bunch of different stuff. Like survival. We're not talking about that. We're talking about loving sin. Which is what the Bible says all people do. Right? You can be like, well, I'm a good person. I try really hard. But if you're living in, in sin, fornicating with the woman or man you love, cohabitating, living in the same house with them, unmarried, you're in sin. Right? You're in a constant state of sin because of what you're doing. It doesn't matter how many nice deeds you do. It's not how it works. You're still guilty of that one sin. Right? And so I think it's important that you understand this. 
You need to go to a grounded, biblically solid church. And you need to read the Bible slowly and carefully and see what it says about your sin and be convicted of your sin, Susan. And I only would say that to someone because I care about them. So, Susan, hopefully hopefully we're on the same hopefully we're on the same page. I hope you understand where I'm coming from. You're throwing out more things that don't have to do with what we're talking about as we go. And I, I like I appreciate your activity. I really do. I love it. And uh thank you guys. Um we if if you guys are uh, Bible believers, you know, let's, let's pray for Susan. Hopefully she understands what I'm trying to tell her. I really, I really do hope that you, you understand because it's not to attack you or insult what you believe or anything, but, um, yeah, the good news of the gospel is what I explained. You have fallen in your sin and you must be saved. And there is one person who offers you that salvation. It is the Lord Jesus Christ through his death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. Conquering death for your sin. Believe on it and that sin is paid, done, over with. Have a good night.